It's two o'clock in the morning. We just woke up. Yes, it is. Why? Because we're jet lagged from uh, returning from South Africa. Yeah, we live in the Pacific Northwest, and we are both awake now, and we fell asleep, I guess, in the afternoon, and it's a cycle. We can't break it. We need help with our jet lag. <laughs> yes. It'll be good. It'll work itself out. Probably. I guess it takes 10 days. <laughs> That's what they say, although it hasn't taken us that long in the past. But we don't have, like, we don't have to get up in the morning and go to work and fight through it, so... It's easier this time. Oh, that's a really good point. Yeah. Okay, we'll do an episode about jet lag one day. Yes. Okay. Hi, Brad. Hi, Sal. We're going to talk about Cairo. Okay. We were just there. We were. Spent five days. Yeah. And uh, so I think the first thing that comes up in people's mind when they think about, about Egypt are something that came up quite often when we were talking to other travelers how do we feel about the safety situation in in Egypt in general and Cairo specifically? Uh, totally fine. I never felt unsafe. Right. They were very friendly people. Yes. Very hospitable, very warm and welcoming. Yes. I didn't feel that safe crossing the street. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. traffic laws are pretty marginal there. Yeah. You know, your three-lane road is a five-lane road or six if they can squeeze another car in. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, you had, you had to pay attention, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, we made it. I have a lot of admiration for every pedestrian living in Cairo because they really, they know how to cross the street regardless of light signals or crosswalks or anything in that manner. They just, they go for it. They right. cross and they do. Well, that's, you know, kind of what we did is we find someone crossing and cross with them. Yeah. So. <laughs> cross with the locals. That's a, yeah. that was a good strategy. I thought it worked out pretty well because yes. the cars are, they'll, I feel like they would stop for you, but you know, f- it's se- felt sketchy to me anyway. Yeah. It's not what we're used to. <laughs> and for ground transportation in Cairo, Uber's available, which was really nice. Very nice. Cause you didn't have to try to negotiate a taxi. You just right. called Uber and you were Point A to point B. They weren't trying to get you to stop at their uncle's or cousin's shop. And so that was good. That's the thing. So if you've traveled a lot, you know that you should always negotiate your taxi ride before you get in the car. Don't wait for them to get you somewhere and then tell you how much it is. You know, metered taxis are not widely available in every single country you go to. And often you'll read the advice says, oh, yeah, get a make sure they have a meter. But. My experience has been if they are used to negotiating, they're not going to use their meter. Right. Even yeah. even like um, uh, in Jordan, you know, they give us a price. No, we know it should cost us. They said five. We know it should cost two. Mm-hmm. You know, no, no, f- five. And then we say meter and they go, okay, three. <laughs> and right. you get it for three. So yeah. that's fine. Yeah. Um, but again, like you said, in, in Cairo... Negotiate first before you get in, and yeah. then expect if you're taking a taxi, they're going to say, "Where are you going? Can I take you to Giza? Can I take you to the museum? You want to go to my cousin's shop and look at their perfume or their papyrus or their rugs or whatever?" Yeah, uh, yeah. You just have to uh, hold firm on where you want to go and what you want to do, and mm-hmm. negotiate. This is not, you know, a hundred Egyptian pounds each. It's a hundred Egyptian pounds total all the way to the destination, mm-hmm. nothing else in between. Yeah. And as long as you have that agreed upon up front, they will 
still try to take you somewhere else, but you'll get to where you're going. Right. So. Yeah, they definitely will honor it, I felt. Yes, of course. So in, in Cairo, we visited, the primary purpose of our visit was to visit the pyramids and the Sphinx. Yes. We also visited the Coptic area, the Citadel, and the Egyptian Museum. Yes. So we, we did see quite a lot whilst we were there. Yes. I think it was unfortunate the first time we were there because we came we came back for three days at the end but it was very hazy Mm -hmm. so like the citadel i bet has a beautiful view but it was so hazy i mean um it just wasn't um it wasn't nice Mm -hmm. so even though the citadel itself was nice um you know i think the views are part of the what you want to see there you know looking out some of the windows or just you know out back on the the area you walk around, I think those views can be beautiful, and they just weren't for us. So yeah. that was unfortunate. We had the same experience with our first visit to Giza, the pyramid. Yes, area. you you couldn't really... barely see all three yeah. in one, and so um, yeah, it was it was disappointing. So I'm really glad we went back because when we did go back, it was beautiful. Yeah, beautiful clear days. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we did not go back into Cairo to see some of that. But, um, yeah. you know, it's like, you know, the Egyptian Museum was great. You know, the Coptic area. Um, yeah, it was great walking around there and, and seeing that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the Citadel. Um, you know, it's a, it's an outstanding mosque. Yeah. The, I like the, you know, the huge pillars inside. Mm. Um, they were square, which was different than what I've seen round or felt like they were around another large moth we were in so yeah um yeah it was good i really enjoyed the coptic area primarily because cairo is a is a huge metropolitan city with a very dense population so it was fun to be in an area that was pretty calm it was very quiet it's a walking area only so it's blocked off from traffic right and it was just kind of nice to get to be in the city still but to to be away from the the hecticness of the traffic and the horns honking and everything. It was just just a nice break, I thought. Yes. Uh, And then as far as the culture goes? Um, It's a negotiating culture. Mm -hmm. So that really takes some adjustment. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we talked about the taxis. Um, Now restaurants go in and they'll have prices. You know, you're sitting down at a menu um, and uh, that's not negotiating. But, I mean, uh, if you want to buy something, you go into a store and mm-hmm. we're not big shoppers, but, you know, we're in a tourist area and, you know, um, we bought a book. I'll just use that as an example. And uh, how much is the book? Oh, 400. And I'm like, you know, that's like 22 bucks mm-hmm. for a paperback book. I'm like, no, you're crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like um, I can probably get it for, you know, under 10 and mm-hmm. da, 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 da. So, you know, 10 minutes later, um, you know, we're walking down the street, walking away from it, and his price keeps coming down, and yeah. you know, finally it get, hits two hundred, mm-hmm. and we agree. But um, yeah. that was at the end, and we were much more used to it. It was, it was um, really wearing and tiring initially, because um, mm-hmm. you're not used to it. You feel like you're being rude, and uh, it's just, it's just a cultural yeah. thing. So. Um, hopefully others adjust quicker than we did or than I did. I shouldn't say we, and, um, yeah, yeah, you just get used to it and treat it as a game. You You just have to know that when people approach you on the street and they say, hello, where are you from? 
What are you looking for? Anytime they're talking to you, they are going to try to, A, say, oh, I know where that's at. If you follow me, come with me. The first thing they're going to try to do is take you to a shop where they're going to get a commission right. if you buy something. And the second thing that's going to happen is they're going to try to take you to a tour company that's going to take you to the places that you can get to without a, without a tour guide. And just know if you're talking to somebody, it's their interest in you is not necessarily because you're a fascinating human being. It's primarily <laughs> because they have an interest in taking you somewhere so that they can sell you something. Right. You know? Like our first day there, um, boy, was it Omar? Yes. We met Omar. He took us to a coffee shop, asked us about tours, da-da-da-da. And he did arrange for us to go to... The Citadel. The Citadel. And so, and that was good. That worked out fine. Actually, he worked out our entire city tour for us. Oh, yeah, maybe he did. Because we also went to the Coptic area. Right. And uh, we had a great driver, and it worked out really well. The guy was super pleasant. Yes. And good English and, and very helpful. Yeah. So uh, that worked out, and, you know, uh, some of the others were more difficult. Yeah, right. <laughs> but, yeah, that one, uh, yeah. And we met him on our first morning, the restaurant. That's the biggest thing he did. He pointed out a really good restaurant that we probably went to four out of the five days, I yeah. think. So that was good. Yeah, that's right. He told us for us. And, and it was a kind of a little more spendy. You know, cost in Egypt, it's very affordable. Yeah. We, if Amer if you're coming from the West and you want to go someplace that's really, really affordable, go to Egypt. Yeah. Because oh, <laughs> yeah. it, it, it was surprising how, how affordable it was. I don't think we paid more than, we paid a, more than, than $30 American for some of our guest rooms, but by and large, the cost was around $30 a night, $30, $40 a night. Yeah, I think 40 when we were in Giza, 30 yeah. in uh, Cairo. Yeah. We, you know, stay in Old Town because that's where most of the stuff is. Yeah. So. Lunches were 20 20 bucks. Maybe, yeah. yeah. I mean, you could do way, you could get it for much, much more affordable than that. That was, that was really quite a nice restaurant. Hotel oh. was, you know, not great. It was maybe two star mid three star yeah. low or lower three star lower three star yeah. but so. you know it was comfortable for us yeah i mean yeah the room room was uh good i liked uh, uh the breakfast you know it was simple but um and it was you know a little late in the morning but that's okay so any any tips any last tips for cairo what would you say um well the you know the biggest thing that hit me was uh, be able to negotiate. Yeah. So if uh, someone comes up and says it's two hundred and fifty, realize you can get it for a hundred. Uh, Absolutely. Just, or they're they because to you the two hundred and fifty, which is you know thirteen dollars, is is oh that sounds reasonable if you were in you know California or you know anywhere in mm -hmm. the states. Um, oh yeah, that's about right, <laughs> but it's not. It's mm -hmm. you. You know, not that you got ripped off, but you paid a premium mm -hmm. for that when you could have got it for, you know, um, a yeah. hundred. Sure. And, you know, there's certainly, you know, we overpaid for stuff. But, you know, in the end, you know, the, the hundred dollars we lost um, over five days in Cairo is, you know, in the scheme of the whole trip just isn't that meaningful. You know, it's probably very meaningful for, for them. Their tourism has been really hit hard. And like you said, the, you know, oh, did you feel safe? And felt totally safe in Egypt. Absolutely. Yeah. So there's no reason not to go. Yeah. Uh, going back to that safety. So I'd say, yes, go. It feels very safe. Everywhere you go, there are, there's very heavy security. All the museums, all the um, 
historic sites, any place you're going that's got tourists there, yeah. generally you're going to go through a metal detector or they're going to look through your bag. Yeah, yeah. We open so, my bag all the time. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Good. Well, I think this was a good conversation. Yeah, me too. I think we should talk about the other places we visited in Egypt. Next time, let's talk about Aswan. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome.